Hey guys, it's been a minute. I hope you're all living fabulous lives. It is November. It is almost time for Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but I'm really excited for some ham. I don't really like turkey that much, but the ham I'm really excited for. With that in mind, I have a Thanksgiving story to tell you. Thanksgiving is supposed to be a time that you spend with your family, obviously being thankful, um, laughing, smiling. You get to see a lot of people that you haven't seen throughout the year. It's supposed to be a really fun and happy time for your for your family. It shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't have to worry about your family members murdering you at Thanksgiving dinner. That's just not something you should have to worry about. But sadly, it obviously is. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. We're talking about the Gaddis family this week, and this family consisted of Christopher Gaddis and his wife, Jeanette. Jeanette had two grown children. Um, the one that is in this story is her daughter. Her name is Candace Kuntz, and Candace's boyfriend, Andrew Bethorn. Jeanette and Chris actually met in high school, but they didn't reunite till many years later. And they had been married for around 10 years at the time of the murders. They were described as a really happy couple. Um, Chris was described as a generous and kind man. And Jeanette was described as outgoing and very friendly. Like anybody she met, she had a smile. She had friendly words to say. And Chris was a youth pastor at the Grace Lutheran Church. And Jeanette worked at a realtor company in accounting, and she had been there for about 15 years. Like, they seemed like a perfect little happy family, but as we all know, things are not always what they seem. Jeanette's daughter, Candace, and her boyfriend, Andrew, they were physical therapists, and they lived in Oregon. They were wanting to move to Virginia, so they came to stay about six weeks before Thanksgiving with Christopher and Jeanette, And while they were staying here, they were going to be planning their new start in Virginia. I'm also going to leave some um, links to pictures of all them in the show notes so that you're able to see who I'm talking about. So Candace and Andrew came to stay with Candace's mother and her stepfather. And for the first few weeks, everything was going great. Jeanette was ecstatic to have them. They seemed to have plenty of room. Candace and her stepfather, Christopher, seemed to have a great relationship, and he seemed very happy to have them there. At first, that is. After a few weeks, he began getting agitated with their stay and seemed to think that they had overstayed their welcome, and he wanted them to leave. And it seemed that although Chris was described as a kind and generous man, he often had a temper and... He sometimes lost control, so he wanted them to leave, and obviously Jeanette's like, no, that's my daughter. She doesn't have to leave, so they were like, my mom said, I don't have to leave, so me and my boyfriend, we're not leaving. This really pissed Christopher off. Like He was not happy that they were not leaving, and the first big altercation that they had other than just him wanting them to leave was over a glass of spilled wine, and this was two days prior to Thanksgiving. And during this altercation, Christopher actually pushed Jeanette, 
and Andrew had to step in, and it was bad enough that Andrew was really scared and thought that Christopher was going to punch Jeanette. Now, after this altercation, Chris sent Andrew a text message saying, I'm sorry you stepped into a bad situation. But even though he apologized for Andrew stepping into a bad situation, he still hounded Candace and Andrew to leave for the next two days. Like, nonstop, you've overstayed your welcome, I want you to go, and I want you here, y'all need to get gone. Now, at this point, Jeanette starts to get really concerned about her husband's behavior. So, she starts recording everything on her phone, I guess in case things got bad enough, she had evidence of what happened, which makes what happened even sadder because, like, she was obviously worried enough that, like, she really thought something serious could happen, but I'm sure she never expected what Christopher would do. So it's about 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving evening, and Christopher is still trying to get them to leave. It's Thanksgiving. Come on, man. So there's a hot tub outside, and Candace and Andrew were just trying to chill, relax, have a good time in the hot tub. And there's a home security system. So I guess there was a camera outside by the hot tub. And on the security video from the home, it shows Chris like he's obviously agitated. And he walks outside to the hot tub where Candace and Andrew are hanging out. And you can see him raising his voice, shaking his finger at them, like telling them they need to go. And I believe Janet also recorded this on the phone because she was worried about what was going to happen. So after this happens, Chris goes upstairs and like anybody else, Jeanette and Candace and Andrew, they're downstairs talking about what happened. Like, I'm sure they weren't just completely belittling Chris, but like, why is he acting like this? Like, what's going on with him? Well, Chris heard this through an open window, and in his mind, they were downing him. They were belittling him. They were talking so awful about him, and he got very, very angry. So Chris began sending these text messages to his wife, and in these text messages, he's like, I'm so scared, and you frightened me. And I'm scared of Candace and basically like trying to act like they were threatening him. And in some of the sources that I read, he had been sending text messages like this for a couple weeks while they were there. And she would ignore them because obviously she does not know what he is talking about. Like they're not threatening him. She doesn't know what's going on with him. So she texted his biological nephew, which is also her nephew by marriage. And she's telling him about the text messages that Christopher has been sending. And the nephew's like, you know, I'm a little worried. I'm not surprised. Um, I think y'all should leave the house. But sadly, she did not. And neither did um, Andrew or Candace. But it's like, what was his reasoning for sending these text messages saying that they were threatening him when they were not? Was it premeditated and he was trying to set it up to look like he really thought he was in danger? Um, He never really said why he sent those, but I can only imagine that that might be a possibility of why. At around 11.30 p.m. on Thanksgiving night in 2017, 
police arrived at the Gaddis home, located in Chester, Virginia. This was due to calls from neighbors and also the security system for the home. What the neighbors heard was gunshots. While Jeanette, Candace, and Angie were all playing a board game downstairs in the kitchen, Chris went upstairs, grabbed his forty-five caliber gun, and came downstairs. He stood in the doorway to the kitchen, and he raised the gun. He put his finger on the trigger. When he done this, Candace started videoing. Chris then started firing the gun. His first victim was his wife, Jeanette. Then he moved to his stepdaughter, Candace. And in the video that Candace had been recording, um, it caught Andrew begging for Chris to let him leave. And although what Chris really wanted was for them to leave, he did not stop at his wife and his stepdaughter. Andrew did get up and managed to run out the front door of the home, but sadly Christopher followed him and gunned him down in the yard. When the officer arrived on the scene at about 11.34 p.m., he seen that Bethorn was laying face up in the front yard, and it was so cold outside that it was said that steam was coming up from his body. There was blood covering Andrew's t-shirt. His mouth was open, and he was unresponsive. The next thing the officer seen was Gaddis sitting on the front steps of the home. When the officer asked Christopher Gaddis what was going on, He said that there was two people inside and that they were probably dead. He then said that they all threatened him and were coming after him, ganging up on him even. The officer handcuffed Christopher and located the weapon used to kill his family. The officer reported back to the station, letting them know that three people had been shot and requested backup. Christopher was detained and he repeatedly told the officers that they were threatening him, he was scared and whatnot, which was, I personally do not believe um, that they threatened him at all. Christopher ended up pleading guilty to three counts of first-degree murder. He also had an extra firearm charge on that as well. And I believe um, Christopher is to serve 58 years for his crimes, plus the three for the firearm charge. Um, Let me know what you think. Do you think that he really thought that they were out to get him? Or do you think that he set that up as um, a way that he thought he was going to get out of premeditated murder? Hopefully, I will have um, more Thanksgiving crimes coming for you this month. It is so great to be back. Um, Thank you all, and I will see you for the next episode.